Into the CWFP. That was an Into the Fire reference, because NW Power is great. Yeah, NW... We, we forgot to uh, specify last week. It's NWA Power. Oh, yeah. There's three power. R's. Four R's. Power. Tiger. Yeah. Okay. Tiger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is two seconds into this video game reference. So, uh, welcome back to CWFP, everybody. It is the week of October 22nd uh, on the heels of... Bound for Glory, I guess, is the biggest thing that happened this last week. <laughs> Other than uh, New Japan announcing an expansion into the Western market. Yeah, they're going to have an American promotion. Which is funny because it happened uh, on the same day that it was rumored WWE would announce uh, NXT Japan. Which yeah. NXT did try, Triple H did try to acquire like a smaller Japanese promotion. Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah. And then they also tried to acquire Stardom, and Stardom was acquired by a different Japanese promotion because Stardom and Noah were just like, no, we're, we're okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's some news for you. Uh, let's jump into NWA Power, unless you got anything else. On NWA Power, it is episode two titled Clickbait because of what Nick Aldis called uh the the interviewers questions post match mm, and yeah. it's it's a, all a build up to most of it's just a build up to his, him doing a sit down interview with him uh for the the basically to find out what what was going on last week and to let Camille talk for herself. But someone is there. Someone's back in wrestling. It's Damien Sandow, or as you would know him now, Aaron Stevens. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out who he was. It was like, it sounds familiar. And then when he started talking like an uppity smart asshole, it's like, I know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watched a lot of uh, Mizdow stuff because people on Squared Circle said it was one of the best things WWE did in the last, like, ten years. And I was like, okay, then I need to watch that. And it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. So I'm excited for him to be with NWA. There's a lot of guys that showed up during this show. Do you think there's a draw to the studio wrestling thing? Yes. I think at least for... Uh, Aaron Stevens here. I definitely think there's no way like Impact hasn't reached out to him. Like right. And I I had I had a thought earlier today that made sense about uh Impact that made me feel bad for them having the reputation of these are the guys who couldn't cut it in WWE. Mm -hmm. It uh feels bad that they get that reputation because what they're doing is they're taking the people that WWE wouldn't use and then effectively using them. <laughs> yeah, and that's the same sort of mindset with Jericho being like, we don't want your secondhand trash. And it's like, they're pretty good, the guys that are getting used to WWE. Yeah, that's, And uh... also, you immediately used one of their secondhand trash people, Sean Spears, <laughs> the chairman. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, there, there has to be some kind of draw to it. I think, um... Oh, looks like he was with Impact for like a year. 
Yeah, that seems <laughs> to be the case. I can't wait for Killer Cross to show up on NWA Power. <laughs> oh, he's stuck in his contract. That's how long was that contract he signed? He's been trying to get out of that for like eight months now. Can't imagine very long, but maybe two he, years. He said he so. Aaron Stevens said he was busy in Hollywood, but now he's back. He's back in wrestling. Uh, he's not for the other the other companies. This he's definitely not going to go back to the company that had him fail money in the bank cash in. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Yep. <laughs> so he's the other one that has failed. Uh, he Ouch. tried to cash in on Cena. No. Just... Just let him win, even if he win- loses the next night. Like, Yeah, but it makes Cena look bad. <laughs> Have him low-blow Cena. He'll turn. <laughs> so, he's he's there. Um, And then we got... He just kind of cut a promo how he's excited. He's... He's back. He's in the NWA. He's back in the world of wrestling. And it's, uh, I, I like, I like his goofy heel antics in the studio setting. He's like, hey, I just have a request. Can you, can you not make eye contact with me? Can all of you people over there not make eye contact with me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really good for that, like, smaller crowd that's there. Because you can interact with them on a more, yeah personal level i guess and 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 what he's doing is more effective and i do think because it's still nwa is being taped in atlanta georgia it is in the south uh having just the cocky hollywood heel type character makes a hell of a lot more sense for nwa than it does for uh wwe or AEW even Mm -hmm. just because of how big of the scope it is like you can't have uh I don't think a cocky Hollywood guy in WWE works just because uh, two of their biggest stars ever are both in like 12 movies a year. Yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't work because it's it's something that was definitely a holdover from the territorials where it was like, okay, we're, we, do, we do wrestling here in Memphis and what do people here in Memphis probably hate? They probably hate big highfalutin movie stars in Hollywood and rich people. So let's make one of those, a person like that, a heel. But then when you take your show on the road, then you go to rich, highfalutin Hollywood, then people are like, hey, but I like that guy. Yeah. Hey, that guy's where <laughs> I'm from. Hey, that guy's like me. That's that's where that, like, heel face thing got mixed up at some point where it's like, I'm sure one day it's just like, why are they cheering for the bad guy? And everyone was just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably a, a factor in it. I just, I love the, just rolling into the next thing, I just, I like the, the presentation of, of NWA Power more and more, just, uh, it's, they have a, a young, fit guy, Ricky Starks, looking like he's, he's facing just some guy who's a, who's a local wrestler, uh, old school guy, yeah, and on commentary, they were saying, hey, this guy pretty much quit wrestling, but since he heard the NWA was back, he had to get back to the old-timey studio wrestling that got him into it originally. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really cool, and it's it's a really good clash of styles with uh, between uh, Trevor Murdoch and Ricky Starks. Well, I think Ricky Starks is what his name was in NXT. Uh, and then I guess Trevor Murdoch had uh, was a three time WWE Tag Team Champion, huh? <laughs> With Lance Cade, this is a uh, you see you see a list of forgotten ruthless aggression era wrestlers, and that's these guys. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. It was from two thousand five to two thousand eight is when they were a team. <laughs> oh the good times how many times did they lose two biscuits and gravy <laughs> oh they were put into a feud with crime time here yeah and that's so, all right put, all right, put all right. crime time up against the, the the southern cowboy guys that's not gonna be weird <laughs> yeah yeah definitely will not be definitely probably wasn't <laughs> ruthless aggression was great <laughs> We gotta. I have to. I have to speak about former NWA champion Colt Cabana introducing a surprise tag team partner. Huh. And uh, there, there was something I was I was blown away by when I realized it. It's Mister Anderson. But do you know what him yelling Mister Anderson sounds like? What does it sound like? It sounds like Leroy Jenkins the way he's doing oh it cuz he's like Mr. Anderson. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. I didn't even hear it. I I, I wonder if that's a coincidence. <laughs> well, I mean, when did Mr. Kennedy happen in WWE? Probably like 2004 or 5. Uh Mr. Kennedy, remember he was going to be revealed to be uh Vince McMahon's illegitimate son because of a because of the limo exploding storyline was going to have him revealed to be an illegitimate heir and like feud with Triple H and Steph and all that over oh so he was way earlier than 2004 2005 it was 2007 oh was it why did because that story exploding was 2001 for some reason no they you're thinking they canceled it because of 9-11 no they canceled it because of Chris Benoit that's right because That's they're right. like, oh, something really horrific just happened. We can't have someone being dead as a storyline for our product. And uh, because of that, instead of it being uh, Mr. Kennedy, it was Hornswoggle who was his illegitimate son, but not really. Which makes it better, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, a horrific death happened. But is the storyline gonna be about a dead person really gonna really gonna hurt anybody? It, it, it probably would. It's probably the right move, but I don't know. Just just like don't do it for like two weeks and then do it again <laughs> like a month later. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people really like Mr. Anderson. He must really be. Like he was a TNA champion, so. I know, mm-hmm. I know. When he left WWE, he kind of like uh, got got a little bit more of a of a push through TNA. Yeah, they 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 definitely <coughs> saw something good in him, and I've heard some of that stuff's real real solid. Um, Colt Cabana, 
is someone that is fun to watch <laughs> and I, I I like his sort of like comedy sort of goofy wrestling but at the same time like really technically sound it makes sense that WWE never went all in on him yeah uh also he doesn't look like he's uh, 500 pounds of muscle yeah no he just looks <laughs> but he's he's big so it's yeah. one of those things where maybe if he tried again in like 2006 7 8 yeah they would have been like yeah cool but he's he seems good. I'm excited to see him. I have not seen, like, any Colt Cabana ever. Colt Cabana just seems like a guy who he just has a big old smile on his face the entire time. Yeah. He's just... It's one of those things. You just love what you're doing. So you're loving life. And you can tell which makes him better at his job. And uh, Colt Cabana and Mr. Anderson te- teamed up against Sal Renaro and Jordan Kingsley, who I believe were on the last episode. Yeah. Of Power as well, so... And they obviously uh, beat them. After that, was the in- was it the interview after that? Uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, it was Nick Aldis just kind of getting getting mad at Joe Galley over uh, the questions and implying that Camille is being forced not to talk when she just doesn't want to. Yeah, apparently. It- and she just didn't talk during the interview, so I'm not... I don't know if they're gonna do, like, an abuse angle here or something. I sure hope not. <laughs> that would that would not be great. Uh, I don't really know where it's going. <laughs> but there's another episode to watch now, so I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So, the most important thing that happened all week was... The Waffles and Tire Irons commercial. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that was so absurd. Tony Falk's Waffles and Tire Irons. <laughs> I love it so much. Because it's just... <laughs> I'm the it, one who taught Shawn Michaels how to speak kids, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> and every tire iron is spray-painted gold. Mm. <laughs> All my years on the road, I became fond of two things. Waffles and tire <laughs> irons. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, lots of waffle hi- houses, lots of changing your tires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. These commercials are great. I love it because it definitely has just that old, like, local TV commercial thing. Yeah. And they're just using it for comedy when they're not uh, trying to sell you DVDs. Yeah, the commercials are very split into like, buy some NWA merch or this is going to be, this is really funny. You're going to enjoy this, which is good, which is good. Did you see uh, the NWA uploaded the uh, second match between Aldis and Cody? I didn't. Yep, they up, they had it, they uploaded it yesterday. So if you want to watch Nick Aldis win the belt back from Cody, you can right okay. there for free. All right. Good. Um, we got some uh, women's wrestling. Uh, yeah. Allison K, the NWA Women's World Champion, against uh, Ashley Vox. Allison K, she was in the May Young Classic last year. Yes, yes, she was. Yeah, she lost to Mia Yim in the first round. Um. 
yeah, that makes sense considering Yim went on to be with them permanently and is like a big fixture for them now. But Allison yeah. Kay, <laughs> bo- both Allison Kay and Ashley Fox, great <laughs> wrestlers. Yes, this was a really good match. I like the look of the NWA Women's World Championship. Yeah, I. It's, it's a woman's belt that isn't condescending in some way. It just the, looks good and normal. Yeah. The the WWE one would be fine if it didn't have like the tiny print in the logo that says Women's Championship. Yeah, that and their. I I realize I just said condescending, in terms of like. You know, it's a woman's belt. It's got to be pink or small or be a butterfly or, you know, some shit like that. That's that's why I don't like the... Uh, Divas title? Well, the Divas title. That's why I'm not too fond of the AEW women's title. It's it's really small, but then on the other spectrum, the, the WWE ones are, like, really big. They're, like, <laughs> they're like massive. Um... This and the NXT Women's Championship are probably the best women's women's belts I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm not too sure about the portrait in the middle of the NWA Women's Championship belt. Uh, If you, uh, I clicked on the link that they have on this, and it was inspired by a really old belt. Mildred Burke title. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That's very cool. All right, scrolling through, seeing lots of edits. Taylor Swift, NWA World Champion. All right, going to close this link now. Yeah, good match between these two. Uh, excited to see more of them. Actually, Vox never seen her wrestle before. She did a really good job. And after uh, Allison Kay beat her, she went and uh, went over to the interview table and then called over Ashley and was like, "You're, you're, you're good." And I'm excited to face you as you improve, but not today. And like pointed at her belt. So it was. It was also a. Tag team match that they gave us between the wild cards and Eddie Kingston and Homicide that was broken up with interference from the Dawsons. Yeah. Dawsons are uh big big old country boys. Doesn't don't doesn't the country boy thing just it just works so well on NWA power? Like if these guys would be in a WWE ring, I would probably be like, huh. And it's not because well, of the, like, grandness of the stage. It's just sort of like the studio wrestling, the blue mat, the... It, just everything it about seems, it. It fits them It seems really well. more natural. Yeah. It's not hokey. No. No. <laughs> it's definitely... Yeah. Yeah, That's, those things can seem it, hokey on a, on a bigger stage, I think. It, it see when you do it on like a bigger stage like that, it just feels like comedy. Yeah, because like how scaled down this is, it feels more natural and genuine. Yeah, yeah, I like it. How do you feel now that now that we're kind of done talking about episode two of NWA Power? How do you feel about the no entrance music thing? Uh, it works. I like entrance music, but I do like this because. We usually get, like, a promo, then someone rolls into the ring. Yeah. Something like that. Or they yeah. just, like, start the match. Like, you don't need the music to tell you what to do. Like, 
if if someone's critiquing it as like I think the music is cool, yeah, it's cool, but uh I think it I think it works well for them. I think maybe at some point down the line maybe like title matches getting music would make sense or maybe just music at pay-per-views, but as for right now like I don't I, it was just something that I I recognized and wanted to bring up cuz I don't really have too strong of feelings about it. it seems normal. I I, I like the pre- over uh, I don't really know how they could even do really entrances, so I think it works well with the way they pr- present everything. Yeah, they don't have a whole lot of walkout room. It's just kind of yeah. like the curtain in the ring. <laughs> All right, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. So, yeah. what do you think of the the tag team championship so far? I think using it as a way to showcase some of their lesser-known tag teams, like best friends and private party went over the young bucks um is great i think using it as a way to showcase scorpio sky this week with the christopher daniels getting yeah stomped out by <laughs> was that pentagon i kind of missed that part yeah it was pentagon and phoenix they attacked. okay well they're just heels yeah <laughs> um i think that was i think that's pretty solid I really like Scorpio Sky. As for the other match, I really, really like Scorpio Sky. He's like my probably my favorite wrestler in AEW right now. He's been great over the first three, four episodes. I like the way that they presented it. Is that they're just like he wasn't ready to go, and they went with Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian just because they're more experienced by a. Christopher Daniels almost has like 20 years on uh, <laughs> Scorpio Sky. Okay. Christopher Daniels yeah. is in his 50s. He's like yeah. around, clo- around or close to the same age as The Undertaker. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so definitely have him work less. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let Scorpio Sky show yeah. off. Uh, as for the other... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yes, we should say SCU with Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky beat uh, Best Friends, so they're moving on. The other match was Jurassic Express versus Lucha Bros, but because um, Luchasaurus has a very serious leg injury, Marco Stunt replaced him. So, Dito, AEW made me look like an asshole last week. What happened? So... My brother's upstairs, and I'm watching AEW Dynamite with my mom. And then their thing starts playing with, like, the... They they parodied, like, the Jurassic Park thing with the gla- yeah. glass of water and the stomping. I'm like, Aiden, look! It's gonna be Luchasaurus! He's a dinosaur luchador! And then Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt come out. I'm like, oh, alright. short person <laughs> and an even shorter somehow person comes out. Why does... You know... You know what, uh, <laughs> Jungle Boy and Marco stunt make me think of? What's that? It's like uh, when you have like Scooby Doo and then Scrappy Doo. You have like, uh, oh my ca- god! You have the character, and then you have the character that's just that character but smaller. Chibi version, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> There's been a lot of conversation about whether Marco stunt should have been in that match or not. 
I'll say he did a good job. There's a lot of other ways they could have gone about dealing with it. But it's fine. Marco's he, trained. He's okay. He, he's friends with them. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, As soon as Marco Stunt came out, I was like, there's, this, there's no way Lucha Brothers aren't winning this. Yeah. <laughs> I do like... Uh, Pentagon doing the Cerro Meadow and Marcus Dunn's face and he like pushing him with it and he makes him bounce off the ropes. <laughs> and then Marco Stunt starts flossing in front of him. <laughs> just, just floss any chance he gets. <laughs> it, it feels weird that we're, that we're like not that much older than Marco Stunt. <laughs> He's like 23, 24. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel a little weird. Um, after that was an AW Women's Championship match between Rio and Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Oh wait, do you uh do you want to talk about how they've already had a squash match on All Elite Wrestling? What was that? Uh, LAX. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> LAX beat the shit out of Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. Don't know if these guys are signed or anything, but... Yeah. It, it makes sense. They're they're real strong. And then Jericho had a little video package for them. Uh, to, to, like, congratulate them and talk about how, like, hey, these guys are serious. These guys are gonna kick your ass. And they work for me. Um... Oh, I guess these guys have, uh, I googled them real quick, and, uh, Heavy Machinery beat those two guys in a jobber squash match a couple months, like, last month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the only people to say that they've been on WWE and AEW TV in 2019. <laughs> other than John, right? Yeah, other than Moxley. Okay. Women's Championship match... Pretty good. Glad the belt's being defended on TV. Yeah. Britt Baker uh, looking real solid in the ring. It's, uh... Yeah, especially after they've, uh, they kind of, like, built her up as being a, a fixture of AEW. Yeah. Yeah, like she's going to be the number one contender type thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely where they put her. And she had a good match for the title. Wasn't able to take it away from Riho. But we'll see what I'm, happens. Yeah, they shook hands curious. afterwards. So. Yeah, that's always good. I'm, will, I'm really curious to see where uh, these... Um, like how long these title reigns are gonna be? Like you gotta, you gotta have have a pretty established line. But I, I just wonder how long they're gonna they're gonna take for it. Um. Yeah, it's always tricky with the first title reign too, right? Because like, yeah. how long do you want to build up the prestige of the the title? Um. 
and how do you want people to perceive the original title holder? Which, I'm assuming AEW's case is pretty good. You want them to think pretty highly of Rio. So, I don't think Britt Baker's going to beat her. I don't even think, like, B Priestley is going to beat her. I think it's just going to be Nyla Rose. She hasn't been on TV for a while, so... Yeah, since the first week. That's something I'm hoping that they do with AEW Dynamite, is have, uh... I think that'd be a great way to have an edge over WWE, is if they have more than one women's match a week. Yeah. Yeah. And have, and have like, titles change hands on the, the TV show. Because that is, other than the occasional mid-card title and tag titles, of course, because who cares? Um, that does not happen with WWE. Nope. The last two times we saw it were with the WWE Championship. <laughs> AJ versus Jinder, and what was the other one? Daniel Bryan versus AJ. Oh, yeah. And when he kicked AJ Styles right. in the balls. Right. Uh, I, I remember that now, yeah. I kind Bryan of like have weirdly both. forgotten about heel Daniel Bryan, That's even okay. though it was really good. He's best friends with our with our favorite guy now. But we'll get to, we'll talk we'll we'll talk about that later. Y- yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think my highlight of this night was the tag match of Hangman Page and Omega versus Pac and John Moxley. Yeah, this yeah. match rules. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Omega had a great um, unsanctioned match against Janela on oh. AW Dark last week. Oh, AW Dark is like worth watching. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. But this was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Pac and John Moxley. This this was a really good match. This was definitely better than the main event uh, Philly Street Fight. For the AEW title between Darby Allen and the Joker, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Which uh, wasn't much of a street fight. It was it was okay. Um, I think my uh, my my highlight from the the tag match was um, when things just kind of like fell apart and <laughs> Moxley and Omega were like standing off with their barbed wire wrapped weapons and then Pac came up to moxley like hey man what the fuck you're gonna hurt my undefeated streak here in all elite wrestling and moxley was like no one tells me what to do and uh paradigm shifts him yeah and then just leaves he's like i don't i don't give shit about this yeah (laughs) and Pac gets gets pinned (laughs) yeah So that kind of turned into a 3v1 at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I uh, I like Moxley even further establishing himself that as a lone wolf, he's he's in it for himself and himself alone. Which yeah. is who he should be in business for anyway. He is not there for uh, to take sides with anyone. He's not just going to be with Chris Jericho like yeah we're the we're the main bad guys he's like fuck that I'm I'm here to just beat the shit out of who I want and take what I want yeah perfect for who he is and then not loading up any any like sides 
yeah. good or evil. Because if he picked a side, then I feel like they either of them would be a little too full. And I think Pac is going to definitely stay in the same sort of role, too. She's like, I don't care about yeah. Jericho and the Inner Circle. I don't care about Cody and the company people. I'm just yeah. trying to win titles and beat these guys' asses. And I think this is the opportunity AEW has to set itself apart from WWE, where in WWE, even in NXT, if you're a face, all the other faces are your buds. If you're a heel, all the other heels are your friends. But that's that's in quotations because they're op- opportunistic, sort of. Yeah, w- when it's convenient for us to write that all of these people are friends with each other. Yeah. But this... I, I'm hoping they do that more like just like how MJF is a heel, but he's best friends with Cody. Even though on commentary they're like, "Is he really his best friend?" Yeah, which they're smart enough to do that. Uh huh. It's really it's really dynamic character work where these people, this person can be good, this person can be bad, but they can be friends and still be in the same faction and just kind of excuse the bad guy's behavior. Which is something that I don't think WWE is capable of. And with how, like, high stakes they are with, like, the PG children's market, they wouldn't want to. Because that... I'm sure there's some fucking bureaucrat, like, writer person on the on the board or with Mattel that's like, wouldn't that be confusing for children? It's just like... Probably, but they'll figure it out. You know? See, when you were confused I... by something <laughs> as a kid watching a TV show, you just kind of stuck with it and... After an episode or two, you're like, oh, I get it. Now that more has been revealed to me, I understand it. Kids aren't going to go, well, MGF is bad, and Cody is good, and they're friends, so I'm confused, and then turn to WWE. I uh, I, I, ha- I feel like it's it's a uh, 200-year-old man who gets to make all the decisions. And oh, he doesn't, there's that he, too. He doesn't understand how a good guy and a bad guy could be friends, even temporarily. Yeah. It's almost like Vince McMahon doesn't understand a lot of stuff with like socially because he was raised in a billion dollar bubble. Huh. Anyway, yeah. MJF of 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 the the Rosie O'Donnell show fame is is a, is a bad guy who is friends with a lots of good guys. Just a cute little kid getting on TV because he can sing a song and be cute. Yeah. Now that guy's <laughs> telling you you're a fat loser. So <laughs> they better use the Rosie O'Donnell in- interview <laughs> or thing at some point against him. They better. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love it. I don't... Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about the uh, title match. Um, I don't I, either. I do like Jake Hager still being the muscle is good because he's just like I said last week. He's just silent all the time and looks like he's about to snap at any moment. And it's this is the first time we've seen Jericho uh win with the walls of Jericho in all elite wrestling. Yeah, I like how desperate Jericho seemed at the end. I think that's gonna <laughs> that's a really good way to start off your promotion and your belt is to have like a desperate heel who needs help from his faction to win matches and keep his yeah belt. <laughs> i think it, it's gonna be really satisfying when somebody beats him 
Yeah, and it makes it more excusable that they have someone as old as Jericho be yeah. be the face of their promotion, brand new promotion. Uh, it's Absolutely. not saying that with your age you're not a good wrestler anymore, but it, it makes it more understandable in the sense of like, why aren't you letting the younger guys into it? It's like, well, if you start off with Hangman Page as the world champion, that's that's a whole lot of pressure on that like twenty eight year old guy. <laughs> <laughs> who, who people don't exactly know here that's that's the, the big thing i'll always stand by is like the jericho thing made so much sense because like everybody who watches wrestling in north america knows who the hell chris jericho is yeah so if they hear chris jericho is the champion on this show on tnt they're gonna go i'll watch an hour of it and watching an hour of it could turn into i'll set it up to record on the dvr and that could turn into I really like John Moxley. He's cool. I'm gonna buy a T-shirt. So he's been wrestling for almost twenty years. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jericho called someone fat on uh, Twitter in the last couple days, and that's nuts. Anyway, that it for <laughs> AEW. I think that's all I have to say about AEW. Uh, they don't. They don't have a whole lot of like backstage stuff. They don't have a whole lot of a. Uh interview type stuff uh next week we're getting the young bucks versus the best friends that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> you ever got time watch AEW dark that's pretty good it's free on I youtube watch those uh there's a lot of recap it's one of those shows that like you know wwe had like um it wasn't velocity or heat but it was another one that would play on like tbs on saturday morning at 9 p.m or 9 a.m and like recap everything from raw and smackdown and the pay-per-view and heat and stuff like that um and then they'd have like one exclusive match of like road dog and k quick versus <laughs> x Pac and someone else or something it's kind of like that but it's just tony shivani in a really bad green screen room um just going like, welcome to AEW Dark. Uh, he- here's what happened. And then also here's the stuff you didn't see. Uh, Five-star n- non-sanctioned match. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, AEW Dark. You can find it on AEW's YouTube channel. Pretty good matches in there. Hmm. If you want to throw something on in the background. Or if you want more AEW, which I know I do. Um... In contrast, I didn't watch NXT last week, not because I don't want more of it, just because I forget because I have to watch it on a 24-hour delay. So, I don't... I don't have anything to say about last week's NXT as... I I have have yet to watch NXT on USA. Okay. (laughs) Like, any of it, or you just haven't watched it on the channel? I haven't watched any of it at all. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just, I forget, and then I'm like, huh, Yeah, probably could have watched that. It's on the same time as AEW, and then there's the 24-hour delay, so it's like, I I mean, like, I'm I'm wanting to watch NXT. I don't like that it's longer now. I don't think that makes sense. I I think it it does, because they're on TV. (laughs) <laughs> I just I just don't need more of NXT. I think it was good where it was. Um, um I, I if I didn't watch AEW with my mom I could watch NXT and then I could watch AEW because they play AEW two times in a row. 
they just repeat yeah. it after you watch it. So I could I could do that, but uh, my mom wants to see John Moxley. She doesn't want to see Matt Riddle. She yeah she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> care about the original bro. She doesn't care about basking in anyone's glory. Care she doesn't care about uh, Pete Dunne. She doesn't know anything about British Strong Style. She just wants to see the lost Shield member. <laughs> Enacting unscripted violence. There, I'm dropping all this shit on everybody. All their buzzwords, <laughs> all their marketing and T-shirt terms. And I mean, right, while so... while I'm uh, interested in NXT, uh, AEW still brand new, so it's gonna it's still gonna take priority yeah. over for me. Like even even though there was, I wasn't as like locked in this week to AEW. Uh, Definitely I, a slower show for for a, it's gonna take a while before I'm thinking. It's just like how it's going to be in any sort of ratings war. If you're going to compare ratings and say one's beating the other, NXT isn't going to score a victory for six months, probably. Yeah, the, Just because of be, how new it is. It could is. be a year. I, I feel like they could pull it before it has a breakthrough because WWE is impatient. <laughs> uh, I don't I think don't they're going to pull it that. from TV. I, I don't think they will because they have unlimited money and Vince McMahon only knows one thing and that's beat the opponent into the ground until they're cheap enough to buy, which might not work this time. <laughs> I, I I have a feeling that they, that like, even if AEW wasn't, um, wasn't a thing with SmackDown moving to Fox, I have a feeling that USA probably want, they were in talks immediately like, hey, we still want another wrestling show on our network. Bring over NXT. Maybe. I feel, I feel like that's definitely possible. Speaking of SmackDown on Fox, we... It happened again. It's not just like a... It wasn't just like a couple... Yeah. Couple week thing. Oh, um, it happened. Uh, unfortunately, it happened. Uh, sort of. There was some okay things. Shorty Gable... <laughs> Shorty G. I didn't see the first thing. Oh, the first you didn't see the Intercontinental Championship. I match? saw the end of it. Oh man! So I what was I doing on Friday? I can't remember what I was doing when SmackDown started, but it started and they just kicked it up. They said they're kicking it off with an Intercontinental Championship match between Roman Reigns and Shinsuke Nakamura, and I am just on the floor laughing because like thank you. Thank you, Fox. You wanted the big dog as IC champion, and Vince said yes. He's going to do whatever you want him to do. Yes. Give us give us the big dog with a belt. <laughs> uh, but that didn't happen. No. <laughs> Which, <laughs> uh, it was a, uh, it was an interference with Baron Corbin. Yeah, so I guess Baron Corbin is friends with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura now. Well, they're heels. We Why just, is we Sami Zayn not wrestling? The fuck is uh, happening? Uh, my mom asked this too, and I said it's because he won't, go, he can't go to Saudi Arabia without dying. That's right. You said this to me. I don't <laughs> know if it was on. I don't remember if it was on the show or not, but no, I think yeah, we were in the party because, uh, yeah. Sami Zayn uh, is Syrian, and he does a lot of stuff for Syria. And Saudi Arabia uh, doesn't get along with Syria, so he doesn't go. That's why he, for the Greatest Royal Rumble, he had vertigo caused by Bobby Lashley. Remember that? I do! <laughs> yeah. Yikes. And it's unfortunate, um, 
But I, I, I have a feeling that's why Sami Zayn doesn't wrestle is because he can't go over there. So why, why bother? Hopefully, then. Also, Vince like, doesn't like him. That's yeah. that's what I can get. Uh, Sami Zayn. Did, I will plug. I will shill out for Sami Zayn. Um, because he did. Uh, he, he is selling an incredible shirt right now. And? Uh, it's the dream match. Uh, Generico versus Sami. <laughs> And it lists. <laughs> so, it, is it on pro wrestling tees? Yes, I'll send okay. you the image. It's really funny because they have a uh, on both sides has kind of like the the stat matchup, and everything's the same between them except from where, except where they're from. <laughs> and 100 percent of the profits go to uh, Sammy for Syria, which he uh, is a medical thing for civilians impacted by the conflicts over there. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> Hopefully he starts wrestling after uh excuse me, Blood Money. I slipped. You can you should censor out when I said it's real stupid name. I don't need to talk about Shorty G getting a new name. It's embarrassing. Yep, don't need to talk about that. Uh after that, New Day and Heavy Machinery versus Revival Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. Uh New Day and Heavy Machinery one. Yep. Uh one with a midnight hour. Unfortunately, in Sydney, a couple days later, um, Xavier Woods tore his Achilles, I believe, and that's gonna. That is a injury that takes a long time to come back from. Uh, from my <sighs> sports knowledge, so Kofi's gonna have to be part of the tag team, which means either New Day's getting put on the shelf, or Kofi's. Back in the title, any title picture is getting put on the shelf. So well, Kofi's singles career is over, just the way the company likes it. Feels bad. Feels bad, man. Uh, I'm. I, I. I'm gonna forever be in a bad mood about Kofi's presence on TV now. Just like I am whenever Oscar shows up on TV. I'm just like, yeah. oh great. Like, I'm excited for Asuka, but then I'm like, oh, great. They're going to do something that makes me sad. Even more sad. Um, here, it made me feel bad because he's not in the match. And on commentary, the way they bring up the fact that he was WWE champion feels like if we don't bring it up, people will notice. So we gotta. Like, if, if, if he wasn't just the champion, uh, people would, they, they, like, if it was like, at the beginning of the year, and he lost it. They wouldn't. They would not be talking about how he was WWE champion nope. earlier this year. No, they would not be. And it's really disheartening that he's an afterthought for a match that is going to be unwatchable. Yeah, a match that I don't have any interest in. Uh, the two big things from Blood Money, I have absolutely no interest in. Uh, there's the tag team turmoil match. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm sort of interested in that. It's going to be I'm, the, uh, the, the best tag team in the world. And Big E tweeted, uh, if, if we, if we can get a billionaire son to join our, to join our tag team, then we'll have this thing in the bag, which is funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, if, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of interested in that, but I don't feel like it's gonna flow well, and the crowd's gonna respond very well to it. 
if I do watch the any part of that pay per view, it'll probably be that and then the Hogan Flair thing. Just uh, want... It's gonna be Hogan who wins that. <laughs> Definitely, I want to see the Rusev Bobby Lashley confrontation, which I have something to say about. Um, what they did on Monday, which was very anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, like tremendously anticlimactic. Um, anyway, Bailey joins Miz TV. Uh, yep, Bailey and Sasha so- Banks are guests on Miz TV. She solidifies her heel turn. Uh, new Titantron, new music. Not a big fan of music? Nope. I don't know why they didn't just use the, like, rock song that they had the week before. <laughs> that was and, good. uh, they showed the, the video of the kid crying that my mom sent me and I sent you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. uh... Bailey just said that like <laughs> I I think I think the the promo she gave was the perfect encapsulation of her character. She is what happens when you stop being an idealistic kid and then you turn like 14 and then you're just angry. <laughs> oh, so Bailey is finally out of preteendom and is a teenager. That's basically cuz like she she has like in this picture, you see she has ripped ripped black jeans. She's wearing kind of a leathery jacket. She's mad. And <laughs> she's just... And she dyed and cut her hair. She thinks she's smarter and better than everyone now. That's what happens when you're, like, 14. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> like, she's, she's like, I, I just thought people weren't getting the opportunities. But do you know what? They're just lazy and they suck at their jobs. <laughs> and I just... I love her saying life sucks and then you die. That's really funny coming from Bailey. And I think it, it fits the tone that they're going to have for her uh, heel turn. And then uh, Nikki Cross is like, hey, that's not very nice, Bailey. Um, I- I'm going to win the title. And then more people just came out like Dana Brooke. Yeah, no. I was like, <laughs> and the mean part of my brain was like, "Oh fuck, Bailey flubbed one of her lines. Let's send out, send out Dana Brooke to make her look good <laughs> in comparison." <laughs> we need a "Life Sucks and Then You Die" shirt, but with with Bailey and Zach's face on them. That's a that's a Jordan <laughs> joke. I, it's, uh, it's the Mount Rushmore of of, of nihilism. Bailey, Zach, and then the 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 offensive lineman for the Rams that uh, when they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl was just like, nothing really matters anyway. We all die. <laughs> and then uh, the robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then there was a six-pack challenge that included not only Nikki Cross, but Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Lacey Evans. To determine the number one contender to the SmackDown Women's title, which pretty Nikki good. Cross won. Yeah, it was it was probably my favorite part of SmackDown. It was fun. Yeah, I uh, I really liked how there like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were teaming up a bunch, and they were there wasn't any like remember when they were doing this like seven months ago, and then they'd have like. Mandy and Sonya fight. Yeah. But now but now they don't. They just help each other. <laughs> yeah, it's 
they kind of teased that and weren't great at it, but. And I'm Carmella did the code of silence, which I'm yeah. sad didn't win or the match because that 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 move is so good. It's a it's an A plus <laughs> submission, honestly. Um, let let her be strong. Please. Let her be strong and let her win a title and have like a semi gimmick change, where she keeps the music but she wears like different less like jersey stuff like honestly don't even don't even don't even give her anything just go if you could change your character what would you want to do like hey enzo and big Cass are never going to work for us ever again you don't have to be from jersey anymore you don't have to be a jerseyite anymore yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, cross one swinging neck breaker the uh what is what is her finisher called um wow look at us this is casual wrestling fan podcast after all yep i don't know i, I they, don't so, it's like a twisted neck breaker or something like that yeah it's it's, it's a yeah uh <laughs> she hit it on mandy rose and scored the pin so now she's going to challenge bailey for the smackdown women's title at some point not uh not an alexa bliss sighting last friday so maybe they're just Woo! Honestly, I feel like what's going to happen is Nikki Cross will be in the match, and then Alexa Bliss will come out and then turn on Nikki. Or, well, Nikki's well, uh, people like Alexa Silva make her a face. Well, they the people who like Alexa want her to be bad and win, so (laughs) that's really all i'm going on here yeah but uh but fox fox doesn't know oh true 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 um next thing we don't need to talk about <gasps> drew gulak uh brought back the sl- the powerpoint presentations Ma- <laughs> it's really good powerpoint <laughs> presentation i miss two of five lives heyday so much <laughs> you know what would be great if they just because drew gulak is on smackdown if they have him he has powerpoint presentations but he's like he he, he has a build up like that he's like streaming he's like shaking the ropes as like jbl pyro's going up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be incredible i need to watch the jbl pyro video right now because i haven't watched that in like six months the funniest part of the JBL Pyro video is that how unimpressed and how just like dumb his face is during the whole thing, and and people are just like, okay, it's time for this. It's one of the funny. I I if I could ever interview Bradfield, Bradshaw, excuse me, if I could ever interview him, that's what I, I would ask him about the 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 celebration. I would ask him about that. Like, who told you about this? Did you come up with this? Who okayed this? What was the like the mentality and the like vibe backstage like of like okay we're about to spend a hundred thousand dollars worth of fireworks on this asshole and everyone's just gonna have to watch him celebrate while fireworks go off for like six straight minutes like that's it's weirdly like it used to be really funny to me and it still is and I'm trying to like not burst out into laughter right now but it's it's also really kind of cool like. 
I don't know. Like, JBL is a dick and has done some bad things, but I think that JBL character is pretty good. And him just getting, like, six straight minutes of fireworks while, like, holding his fist in the air is hilarious. And, like, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's like the male redneck Republican version of Carmilla making you watch the, yeah. the highlight reel three times. Oh, my God. I, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, How long was my name on Twitter, JBL Pyro? For, like, a year. Yeah, God, <laughs> I fucking love that too much. I, I, I just hope they let Drew Gulak do that. <laughs> yeah, I hope they let Drew Gulak leave so he can wrestle somewhere that treats him well. <laughs> they're never gonna like. I'm, I'm, I'm being very cynical about it now, but they're never gonna let that man show off what he's got, and it's very frustrating. They're, they're never gonna let him show off that he's one of the best wrestlers of the world. In the world, they're just gonna. Continue to feed him two big ass dudes who will power slam him and suplex him and throw him around. But how much does he weigh? Two hundred and four pounds. Also, he's okay. five ten. Okay, yeah. Then who gives a shit? True. That's isn't that what they're made for? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't tell you anything about the main event as I also missed this. Oh, I. Well, uh. It doesn't really oh, matter uh, because it's the big dog and Daniel Bryan are just actually friends now. I remember you telling me not to turn it off quite yet because I was like really mad after the Gulag thing. And there's something that you told me specifically to watch for. Oh, no, I told you to keep watching. I thought I told you to keep watching for... The power, uh, that's what PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. yeah, because you saw Drew Gulak and Braun Strowman and you're like, fuck this. Yeah. No, I was, wait. I was, no, wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Okay. At least we got the PowerPoint presentation. What we didn't get was a second round of pyro for the big dog, which was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I had the same exact thought. That's <laughs> just really funny. Because it's again. Do the pyro again, damn it. All I was thinking of is, come on, give him the fucking pyro again. Roman Reigns is cool. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, it's not a whole lot to talk about of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan teaming up against a team of uh, people that don't do anything. Yeah, guy who's holding one of the most prestigious titles in WWE history who is just kind of being utilized to keep someone on TV while he's not actually allowed to wrestle. And... Uh, king of the ring who just gets shit on every week deservedly because he's a bad guy heel but they're real friends it's like the third time now that they've like hugged and shake shook hands after winning so unless this is the long this is the long haul for Daniel Bryan and he's gonna like trick Roman at the last second well, he's not gonna do that hopefully not Roman is a true bro who cares about the environment Remember when Daniel Bryan was a heel, but he was telling us shit we actually should do to save the planet? Well, that's every heel in WWE is. Remember when they're, remember how uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens said that Shane McMahon was unfairly biased against them? Oh yeah, because he's the, he's the son of a billionaire who gets to do whatever he pleases. Yeah, and then they had Daniel Bryan be like, you know what Shane, you were right when uh... <laughs> He wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 
that sucks. But Jory, but Jory, Kevin Owens said that Shane's family would have been better off if he died in a helicopter crash. Well, maybe he was on to something. Ooh. <laughs> also, a lot of people say some really bombastic shit, and that doesn't make them bad people. You ever, made also- a, you ever made a heated comment on the internet and then, like, deleted it? Or uh, look back on it when you're going through your YouTube comments and go... Wow, why did I say Justin Bieber needs to die? You know? <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That just means when you were 12, you thought Justin Bieber needed to die. <laughs> Which was stupid, but... Maybe he did actually die. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that guy. <laughs> so how much did you watch of Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory? Uh, the last, like, five minutes of the X Division ladder match. Ken Shamrock versus Moose, and uh, the main event. I watched the half of the main event, so (laughs) give me what you saw of the X Division title match and Shamrock versus Moose, and then we'll talk about the main event for two minutes. Alright, here's here's the things I have to I have to mention. Uh, Kylie Ray showed up in their like... Battle Royal Call Your Shot Gauntlet thing. It was just a Royal Rumble, basically. Eddie Edwards won that, um, I guess. But Kylie Ray showed up. She got out of her AEW contract and then went to an <laughs> Impact event. That is a power move. Yes, it is. I want to know what happened still, but if it's a private thing, that's fine. I just want to know if there was like a dispute backstage with booking or they wanted to make her the star and she just didn't want to do that right away i'm curious yeah i'm i'm curious uh, so in the x division ladder match it had jake chris tessa blanchard ace austin ac romero and daga daga um when i came into the match uh ac romero was setting up uh two ladders and climbing up with them and then Tessa came up and pushed him off onto a table. And then uh, through some interferences through uh, the other Christ. Not Jake Christ, but the other one. I can't remember his name. The, Bobby the, Christ. Matthew Christ. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, there, there was just a lot of stuff like her fighting back from an interference and like overcoming and like taking out Jake Crist in a really cool spot. And then she's climbing up the ladder. There's another spot where she throws him off of a ladder, Jake Crist off the ladder. And then, Oh man, she's going to win it. She's going to be our first women's X division champion. And then, uh, Ace Austin just comes up, hits her in the head with a baton and grabs the belt. Like, I don't know anything about him. But, um, hmm. Why, why, why not? You want to stand out as why a company? Now? Why not do it? I don't get it. Unless they're doing some really long-term thing and she's going to be, like, the Impact World Champion? That'd be I, wild. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, even if you're going for some kind of long-term thing, um... I feel like in this in this spot where Impact is probably in a weird spot of like how do we how do we figure out like who's going to be our 
what's gonna set us apart from everyone yeah this would be a, this would be a great way to do it the, the, a woman is our mid-card champion that would be pretty good not only yeah. not a woman like the woman like <laughs> one of the most yeah. sought after female wrestlers in all of wrestling right now she is she is your X division champion I we'll see what happens with it long term but impact changes on a dime uh, sometimes so who knows yeah what happened in Moose versus Ken Shamrock um they played a vignette where Moose attacked Ken Shamrock's like MMA gym <laughs> attacked like the the uh, went there and like beat the shit out of the employees it was okay. weird <laughs> okay all right uh that's nuts the only real thing i have to um say about it is ken shamrock is like scary in shape yeah yes he is <laughs> so uh i i just i think i think it would i, I didn't expect ken shamrock to win but it would have been pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah that's a bummer and well the moose can Shamrock thing that's honestly the like attacking the gym thing is kind of cool I think I'll, I'll touch on that more when I get to raw but they did have them like get in each other's face in public places a lot they they did like a face-off photo shoot thing uh like the week before bound for glory in like a sports store and it, it seems like the build-up was pretty good but like the reception doesn't seem too great because i know people think moose is a good wrestler but maybe it was just like a mismatch or something but did you did you, did you have fun watching the match kind of it's interesting. It's an interesting matchup. I would have to I'd have to go back and watch it, but I like on paper I like the I like the idea of Ken Shamrock versus Moose. It's like a thing if I saw like on our WWE games, like a like a like a card for that, like the the little the graphic of like Ken Shamrock versus Moose, I'd go, "Oh, but it like happened really." And I kind of confused by it, but I'd like to watch it. So we both watched the Impact World Championship title match. I saw the last half of it. You saw all of it. Brian Cage versus Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan, of course, has been attacking Brian Cage, Cage's wife. Yeah. And uh, I guess, what did Brian Cage come out in? You saw this part. I did not. <laughs> he was in the most like absurd getup. He had like Wolverine claws on. And then he had like a weird like Terminator cyborg eye type thing. He just <laughs> he looked absurd and cool. Oh, and yeah. then uh, and then like it was basically just uh, a no rules match. And like two minutes in, Brian Cage took fucking Wolverine claws to Sammy Callahan's forehead and actually cut him open. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. It was, it was sweet. <laughs> I, I, most of us, most of the time of us watching this match is just being like, "Sammy Callahan better not fucking win." Yeah, that's mostly <laughs> what I'm recalling. Is like, 
we here at CWFP still don't get OVE. Maybe there's nothing to get and we're looking too deeply into it, but we're still not entirely sure about it. And we also both fucking love Brian Cage, so excuse us for marking out here in this little segment, but... Brian Cage is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brian Cage is awesome. OVE is like if if the hounds if the shield instead of being the hounds of justice, they were uh the hounds of uh complaining on our gaming threads. The hounds of Fago. <laughs> They're basically Juggalo Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Callahan's gonna beat the shit out of us. That's fine. Uh, hey, at least Stupid Callahan seems to be over with a very specific set of people, and at True. least he was able to get out of his weird NXT gimmick he had to be over in Impact with certain people. What was his NXT gimmick? Because I know Juice Robinson's was fucking weird. His was like he was like a techno hacker dude. <laughs> It's <laughs> absurd. No, that's his name was yikes. like Solomon Crow, and he was like a. I think a I've seen some dude. of this. I think I've seen some of that. Yeah, <laughs> like it's uh yeah. At a live event on December 6, twenty thirteen, Crow assumed the character of a hacker using a tablet computer to seize control of the lights and attack Kalisto. <laughs> That has to be something someone gave him. That has to be something someone gave him. Yeah. <laughs> Does he just go and like, yeah, yeah, I ever watched that? You ever watch that CSI? And Sammy Callahan's like, yeah. What's what about CSI? You know, you got the guys on there with the computers. Why don't you be like a computer guy? Sammy Callahan's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell Dusty Rhodes no. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny to imagine uh, Dusty Rhodes giving it to him i also like imagining dusty Rhodes coming home from a long day of like driving finn balor around and teaching bailey how to properly you know do some stuff and and you know t teaching all these these people that are international superstars now and he goes he drives to his house and he just kicks up ah csi miami my favorite <laughs> <laughs> i i i love I want like that. That'd make a really. This is a. This is gonna be the worst phrase I've ever said. But that'd make a really funny like SNL sketch kind of thing, of <laughs> Dusty Rhodes being an old out of touch man and giving people goofy ass fucking gimmicks, and people are like he's the American dream. How can I deny him? How can I tell him no? Listen, listen here, listen here, uh, listen here, Finn. We need to get rid of the demon, and what you gotta do, is you we'll get you a hoverboard and. And of one of the, one of the electronic cigarettes, and you'll you'll go on you'll go on down the ramp, and you'll you'll, you'll do the dance where it's like the it's like the thong. What's it called? D Dusty, it's a floss. You'll, you'll do the floss as you go down the ramp on the hoverboard, smoking the electronic cigarette. <laughs> okay. I saw someone on on Loner SVU do it. You gotta do this. Finn Balor just like fuck. Just imagine the as he's like rolling out on a fucking hover the dumb hoverboards. 
flossing and got a vaping of some big vape box in one hand. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what if before he does the the coup de gras he like he takes out the vape, does a big ol' like inhale and just sets a clout. He does like big O's and then he jumps through the O's. Oh my <laughs> That's worse than I was that's worse than I was imagining he as he like stomps on the person he just blows all the smoke out, but nope. jumping through the O he's so up he there for five O's. minutes. Just making big enough O's. Hold on, hold on, I got it. Hold on, hold on. The Miz like rolling around. Like, Come on, god damn it. I've been I've been down here for five minutes, please. That's yeah. bound for glory, everybody. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Yeah, fast. Uh, Brian Cage won. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, Brian Cage is still Impact World Heavyweight his, Champion until Tessa comes for that. That'd be great. Tessa Blanchard versus Brian Cage. And his wife uh, came down and was like, hey, thanks, because Sam Callahan attacked me. Yeah. Also, didn't Taya retain? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Still waiting for uh, Morrison. Don't know. I he's don't not know actually if he's signed with WWE. WWE. Yeah. I don't think he actually is. Uh, I saw like a week after the stuff came out, she tweeted like, "All these people seem to know where my husband is going." Uh, when he, apparently he doesn't. <laughs> we will see. Okay, mm. Monday Night Raw. What highlights do you have from Raw? I want to talk about the opening. Because I thought it was really funny that Ric Flair is such an old man and a legend that he does the usual, like, ha-ha, uh, local sport team bad heel heat. But because he's been a wrestler for so long and people recognize him, they don't boo him. Well, the first of all, this Cleveland crowd was asleep. There were two oh, things yeah. that got them cheering. The terrible crowd. Yeah. Um, and I do like how he, did, he was just about to fucking burst. He's like, this guy's a... He's stealing, wheeling, dealing. Oh my god! Limousine riding, plane flying. And he's just like bright fucking red, like it's purple. Just about to have a fucking aneurysm times a heart attack divided by multiple strokes. <laughs> just screaming as loud as he can. My favorite thing about this segment was a fan yelling something at him and going, "I think I knew your mother." It's just he's just <laughs> he's, he's still got it. He doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so he introduced Drew McIntyre as the final member of Team Flair for uh, Blood Money, t- uh, Flair versus Hogan teams. And then uh, McIntyre had a match against Ricochet. I mean, he cut a promo beforehand, but it's a typical fucking Drew McIntyre stuff we've been hearing for like a year now that hasn't amounted to shit. So, yeah. It's not Poor super Drew. important. Uh, yeah, McIntyre beat Ricochet. Ricochet did not go down easily, though. Nope, they put on an A-plus match. They really did. It's <laughs> it's probably the best match from, from Raw. <laughs> they put on a match that was way, uh, more than Cleveland deserved. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I saw someone talking about how WWE needs to play smaller arenas like AEW is, because the you'll get... You'll get the people who care in there, and they'll actually cheer and make the product look better. I think that's a good idea, but they would lose a lot of money. That's like yeah, that's like a couple thousand tickets not sold, which they could be making money from. So yeah, uh, I don't think they'll do that. I don't know. I think if NXT goes on the road like the rumor is, they'll definitely play the same arena as AEW is. 
That part, would be like, nice. The only difference will be like shows after takeovers and then the premiere will be in like big basketball arenas. But the, if they do go on the road, they'll definitely play smaller arenas. Um, Alistair Black cut a promo about wanting to beat people up and then beat up Jason Reynolds. Black masked him. Yep. Uh, King's Court. Yeah, uh, um, Alistair Black did not need to do a jobber segment. Nope. Uh, the King's Court segment, which would have been fine, except for the one guy who, as soon as uh, Jerry starts talking, he has to go, What? What? <laughs> like, couldn't you notice it, like, from the beginning of the segment, this one guy just desperately trying to get this thing to happen? I, I didn't hear him, but I believe it's it. all I could focus on was someone going, what? What? I don't mind the wooing. I don't mind the wooing at events, like, before and after and everything, but when you start doing what chance, that's ah, my least favorite thing Stone Cold ever brought to wrestling. It's got to be. Uh, it, to the point where when it actually started happening more, like, other people were going with it, because, like, oh, yeah, this is a thing we can do to be a part of the show. Uh-huh. I'm putting myself over. Uh Rusev told him to uh, stop. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, I, thank you, Rusev. I like face Rusev a lot. There's something, like like in this segment, Rusev talking, not being like a heel. There's something just so pure about him. Yeah, he just he he has that just like I I uh, I come to America. I live out American dream kind of kind of vibe to him. Yeah, but but it's progressed way past that. And now it's like I've I've been living the American dream, and now things aren't growing so great with my wife. Did did I did I lose something at the expense of achieving my American dream? Yeah, uh, which if, that, it... <laughs> if they gave us like more time to set this up, um, if this was something you know they had like it wasn't just Rusev pops up. Out of nowhere, and then a week later, thing. it's like, oh, he split with his wife, and then a week after that, it's oh, his his wife is kissing Bobby Lashley. Yeah, like if you wanted, I I don't think it'd make this this feud like better per mm. se. It'd feel better just a little bit if you just like make it make after, more sense after just like Rusev got out of the U.S. title picture at the beginning of the year. Uh, remember how much of a mess that was? Oh God, yeah. Oh God, and. Um, he, uh, he just, like, now that I think about it, do you think R-Truth winning the U.S. title is just, like, a trial run to have him be the king of the 24-7 championship? Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you had him just, like, after that happened, he just, like, man, I, I just really gotta focus, and then he starts, like, winning matches against, um, lower card people, like Heath Slater and stuff. Uh, and we get just segments about, like, him, him working out and, like, he doesn't realize Lana's trying to talk to him because he's so focused on it and something. To yeah, where, if there was to just where, a little like, more development, this would be solid. Yeah, because, like, even in that situation, uh, we'd, we'd be, we could, like, be like, oh, this is why she went and left Rusev, even though it's not justified because... Uh, she did. She did. She made no effort beyond the the few times she's trying to talk to him. Um, 
it would just work more because we'd, we'd be on Rusev's side more. We know he was focused and he kind of like neglected a few things, but he's realized that now. But now it's just, oh yeah, she left me and she's with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, it's uh, it 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 made me it, it made me like actually feel bad when Lash Lashley and Lana were like, "I love you." I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah, yeah. A lot of that, a lot of them Woo! in the restaurant made me cringe. Woo! Um, but then I got really excited because then when when Rusev is like, oh, "I know, I know where they are. they are," and then he rushes out <laughs> yeah. of the arena, I'm like, I'm like, okay, we're gonna get. Stone Cold and Booker T in the fucking grocery store, but it's Rusev and Bobby Lashley in a restaurant. Nope, he just <laughs> fucking shows up and maybe throws a table over a little bit, and then they just get broken up. That's it. Nothing else happens. Yeah, no, they're not gonna give us like extended segments. Have someone cook up some spaghetti with, <laughs> with just fucking what is it rigatoni on it? It's a cheap sauce. And set it up in that fake little restaurant and have them th- smash a plate of spaghetti in Bobby Lashley's face. All right. Then Bobby Lashley slams him through the table. Then Rusev puts him in the accolade, but with like a breadstick. Like, just fucking come on. Just just anything. Just anything. So disappointed by that not paying off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just like a quick thing, which was unfortunate. It's probably. I hope it continues past uh, Blood Money. Just because uh, I don't think it should end at something that's not canon, basically. Yeah, I don't think it should either. I just think it should end probably on the next Raw or SmackDown. They're on Raw, so Raw. Yeah. Uh, Sin Cara wrestled Andrade, and the only thing I could think of is Sin Cara, as Sin Cara was running down. I was like, Sin Cara, no, you're going to get injured. <laughs> Did you? Uh, do you care about uh, 2K20 spoilers? For the, my career? Is there something with Sin Cara getting injured? There's, so- <laughs> There's something where Sin Cara's in like a cutscene. Sin Cara's running down the ramp and he's going to jump on the trampoline and then he like slips and the trampoline slides and he like falls on the apron. <laughs> they put that in the fucking game. <laughs> no respect every, for Sin Cara. Every morning I break my legs and every afternoon I break my arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's fucking crazy. Force and car. Um, He's featured prominently in one of the Scooby-Doo movies. That's probably when they were like, this guy's going to be the next Rey Mysterio. <laughs> nope. We didn't book him to be the next Rey Mysterio. Well, oops. It's almost like you have to book someone to do that. How would we do that? Uh, I don't know. Just just happens, uh, sort of, sometimes. Viking Raiders solidified uh, their, their tag title reign with... Uh, Beating Hawkins and Ryder. The only part that was good about this was right before the match, Kurt Hawkins was like, uh, Zach Ryder was like, "Come on, let's go see if we get Pyro." <laughs> and I was hoping they get they'd get just one little, poof, but yeah, they they just, didn't. Just just a couple streams of some bottle rockets or something. <laughs> and they were looking around like, "Oh, is, is it coming?" Like that's just a little little character work like that. Yeah, it's good for them. It, it makes a lot of sense for what they're doing right now. Um, I have to also mention that as Aleister Black was walking down the ramp, Dio Madden said, what a terrible night to have a curse, <laughs> which doesn't uh, feel like the uh, right uh, Castlevania quote there. Uh, but. Uh, before the, the King's Corp segment, he said, 
We live in a society about Rusev's situation, which is really funny. Because because Veronica left him for the Chad Bobby Lashley. Oh my god. Oh my god. Verona Lana. Oh my god. No. That's too good. He's so good on commentary. And he that that will reach people. Having someone say we live in a society and what a terrible night to have a curse is going to reach people. You just there need was, a product to back it up. There was another thing Dio Madden said on commentary that I Let me see if I can find something. Oh yeah, he called uh Jerry Lawler a boomer. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. He's He's so good. <laughs> um. Okay. Really weird. Rey Mysterio promo where. So there's. I liked the first half of this, and then I hated the second half. The first half was good because, uh, Brock Lesnar has like a pal, a friend. And someone with, like, an actual history that can come out and be like, Hey, Rey Mysterio, shut up about Brock Lesnar. I uh, just Sh- wish they would show Shelton Benjamin and Brock on screen just once. Like, even if it's just as they're about to interview Paul Heyman, Brock is in the background, like, saying bye to Shelton Benjamin. Like, Shelton just taps him on the shoulder and goes, like, see you later. And, Bro- and Brock, like, nods at him. Doesn't have to say a word. Doesn't have to say anything. Just show uh, them on screen together one time. Brock probably doesn't even remember who Shelton Benjamin probably is. Probably was doormates with him, trained with him, <laughs> probably has no clue who the fuck he is. Yeah. Um, the the thing that, like, and I, I just think that's good. It sucks that he's not on SmackDown, because I would love if Shelton Benjamin, like, got some undercard victories, and then he was, like, the gatekeeper to facing Lesnar. Like, he got to beat him. That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. But uh, Brock Lesnar is so much of a draw TM, he doesn't need that. Yeah. Uh, the And that that was neat, because he's kind of like getting into Rey Mysterio's face. And then Cain Velasquez comes out and does the worst strikes I've ever seen in a ring. And the worst like throws and takedowns I've ever seen in a ring. Yeah, he and the really crowd bad. is silent. Yeah, people were excited at first because it was new music, and mm-hmm. then they realized, oh, it's just this. It's just the thumb guy from Spy Kids. That's <laughs> I think about that so often. That's so funny. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of fumbled. wasn't good. Started out pretty good with Shelton Benjamin uh, bullying Rey Mysterio, basically. But then Kane came in and made it worse. Uh, yep. So Humberto said something about Seth Rollins' situation with the Fiend. So Seth Rollins challenged Humberto, and they had a really good match. Yeah, you know, it was a great match. Uh, I was hoping Humberto would win, just as like, and then they could have a oh, the Fiend is. Occupying so much of Seth Rollins' mind, this young new upstart could, could was able to get a victory over him. That would have been good. That would, and then, that would have been a good way to go. Or, like, the way Seth was talking to him before they set up the match was, like, really uncomfortable. Yeah. So, like, I know that The Fiend is getting to him, but it 
it's like anytime they do a the heel is getting to him sort of thing is it never has the full payoff it should like yeah like even even though Seth Rollins of course won it's huge I think it, it shows that they they have some kind of faith in Humberto to put him in this match with him he, on his opening definitely. like that's that's super cool definitely um Raw's probably going to be nicer to the cruiserweights than Smackdown is if uh last Friday is anything to indicate um yeah. but the uh Rollins got through with a stomp and won um the only thing though is that afterwards they just shook hands and I was like there should have just been something like Humberto goes for it and Seth just like nods at him and walks out showing like he was kind of being respectful but but not yeah yeah I'm glad Humberto was able to have a showcase it's a shame that it was to the fucking coldest crowd all year long um so it was the main event Street Profits versus OC set up earlier in the show so they they were they were doing a, a backstage stuff throughout this they were reminding us about what happened last week with the OC attacking him uh, they have a mystery partner. Uh, they said that he's like us, and he has a problem with AJ Styles in the OC. I just assumed it was going to be Cedric Alexander. That's smart. That's pretty smart. Um, I do like uh, them, like, like Montez Ford aggressively being like, we want the smoke, because they, they want to fight Yeah. The OC. Uh and they put on a great match that uh, put over the Street Profits even more. I mean, as soon as that music hit, people were, like, cheering and screaming. And as they, they run out and they jump into the crowd. And people are taking their, like, shitty styrofoam beer cups and, like, dancing with it. Like, people get it immediately as soon as they see Montez mm-hmm. Ford ru- walk out with his solo cup. They're like, yeah. we know. And it's it's one of those things where it's, like, it's so basic because that solo cup signifies... A good time. You're playing yeah. beer pong with your friends. You're drinking. You're drinking here. There's a connection, and you're having a good time here, like you do with this cup in other places. So here it is. Let's have a good time. That's some smart psychology there. I never thought of that. Yeah, that's it's it's pretty good. It's a it's a great gimmick. We talked a little bit before the show how street profit street profits are a fantastic gimmick that immediately got over. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> I think anything that lets white people feel like they're cool gets over. <laughs> That's probably why the New Day got over when they turned yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, remember when the Street Profits were a feud with TM61 slash The Mighty over like getting their swag stolen in NXT? Oh yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> That was that was good. Uh, this is basically a three v two because Street Profits did not have anyone. Not uh, <laughs> right away because it was a two man. It was just a regular tag match because they didn't have have a partner. But AJ Styles was doing his usual AJ Styles thing, um, and uh. We kept we kept seeing moments where uh, Montez Ford and Angela Dawkins were getting some traction, but just be halted by just the absolute unit of uh, Luke Gallows and 
Carl Anderson and it was thinking, man, I got to impress my hot Asian wife. So, so I got to <laughs> win this. And she's already your wife, Carl. Oh, <laughs> oh. You have like four kids. She, you she won't you don't stay my wife. Up. If I don't do this, <laughs> how do you think she stays my wife? Imagine considering he's been doing nothing but taking pins for the last like two years. Imagine what his relationship with wife would be like if he won all the time. Ooh, that's true. Eight kids. <laughs> a, a kid for every title reign he's held in the WWE. <laughs> Has it been uh, eight reigns? No, that's how many it would be if he was winning all the time. He'd have. That oh, okay. Many. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, when AJ Styles finally got caught by the ref and got kicked out. And then as he's like getting pissed off at the ref, I'm like, oh no, the OC are going to score, are going to like low blow the Street Profits and score victory on him. But then Kevin Owens music hits. It took me like a, like a second to register in my brain that Kevin Owens is <laughs> music hit. But, uh, and he runs down, stunners AJ Styles, and walks back up the ramp as the yeah. Street Profits score the victory. That's all it took. That's all it took. He, I think he said after uh, on WWE.com or something, like, I like you guys a lot. Maybe I like you so much I won't turn on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got to talk about the baby. Dawkins and... Ford went through the crowd afterward and, and Montez picked up a baby and I immediately thought that's a bad that's a bad idea. Definitely don't pick up the baby, the baby's gonna cry. But that baby was laughing. That baby was laughing and giggling and smiling like a and then and then as like the show faded out, uh Angela walked back up like, What are you doing, fam? <laughs> the, the mom was happy, the baby was happy, Ford was happy. That's a that's a picturesque moment. I'm going to yeah. see if there's a picture of it on his Twitter. Montez. Yeah, there really should be a picture somewhere of Montez Ford with the smiling baby. Oh, his his profile picture is just the baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. It's, it's just because cool the baby was in a Hogan cosplay. Yes, the baby so, was wearing a whole so baby shirt. So yeah. it's, it's just the, the picture is just the baby. That's really good. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. Yeah. It's it's excellent. It's I totally forgot that the baby was in in the Hulkamaniac shirt. Did he have like a little wig too? He had the sunglasses and a boa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know who 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 else I was hoping would be uh, their partner? Who's that? We just hear whoosh, whoosh, and then yeah, Bianca yeah. Belair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that crossed my mind at some point throughout the night. That'd be too good. <laughs> <laughs> his, his twitter bio king husband to queen yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah that was a good way to end raw that was an okay raw but the main event was fun street profits are over it's a good time so that's all the wrestling we have to talk about now and guess what uh when we're done here we're gonna go watch more wrestling <laughs> yep that's where our lives are at watch nwa power and nxt from last week to prepare myself for nxt tomorrow and aew dynamite it's uh 
They're just wrestling like every night of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see that uh, New Japan still has a good working relationship with Access TV? I didn't. That's good to hear. Yep. They've said that uh, when they can, uh, they're going to have stuff air on Access. Cool. So, I like that. For their like American promotion and stuff. So Yeah, that's great. Wrestling is... We're having a renaissance right now. It's weird. Didn't expect this. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to see where everyone comes out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for this week. Uh, Jory, if people like Jory, where can they get more Jory on Jory.Jory? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at no, I'm Jory, where uh, tweeting about e-content and your favorite webisodes of web web w- webinars, web content. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to sound like someone from like 2003. Um, I watched a lot of G4 in 2003, so my best attempt at sounding like someone from 2003 would be like, "Welcome back to the Taco Bell Doritos Video Game Awards." That's all I have. <laughs> That's all I got. You can... I, I have another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece where I watch One Piece and talk about it with a friend who's pretty much watched all of it. Uh, we, have, we had a new episode come out kind of recently. Um, there's my other podcast here on the Orange Grows Network called Citizen Hank, King of the Hill discussion podcast. Uh, came out a month ago and I'm going to figure out uh, recording the next chunk of episodes soon, but you can listen to all the episodes on the first season of King of the Hill right now. Uh, if you go listen to it, I'll be very happy because I like King of the Hill and I want everyone to like King of the Hill. Everyone deserves to like King of the Hill. King of the Hill is good and worth liking. Yep, it's the uh, best animated sitcom ever made. What about... What about Richard and Martin... Um. Nope. Give me my barbecue sauce. Give me my barbecue sauce. <laughs> I want my barbecue sauce. Cameron, where can we find you online? You can follow me on Twitter at Cam Hambone, where I will not be tweeting about barbecue sauce. We'll only be tweeting about uh, Apex Legends and how awesome uh, wrestling is. That's it. There might be some Cameron projects in the work, works for the near future, but we shall see. So twitter.com at Cam Hambone. Give me a follow. Hit me up. Also, if you want to talk about wrestling anytime, you can join the Orange Grows Discord. There should be a link in the description of this this episode. Yeah. Or if you just go to at Orange Groves. Uh, there dot- should be a link. Orange Grove's net is the Twitter. Yeah. And you should be able to find a link to Discord there. And you can come on down to CWFP channel and you can talk to us about wrestling anytime you want because I'm on Discord often. Well, Discord's just an app on my phone, so it's like any sort of messaging app. But I will talk about wrestling anytime. Jory will too. Got a yep. cool thing going on in, in that in that Discord 
channel. So that's all I got. Who's going to say CM Punk this week? Oh, shit, it was me. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually... A lot of games. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Theo, and this is LGB Time Machine, an LGBTQ plus history podcast. In each episode, I'll research and then discuss a topic or time period or person that's relevant to LGBTQ plus history, and hopefully this will encourage more people to look into our history. So far, I've done a broad overview of the persecution of LGBTQ plus folks in the U.S., talked about the homophile movement, the Lavender Scare, LGBTQ plus bars, and looked at some of the riots and events leading up to and including Stonewall. Tune in to the Orange Groves Network to learn some cool facts about LGBTQ plus history that you might not have known before.